0: It's the KSR Football Podcast presented by Justice Dental and folks, we are in for a doozy tonight. Just a few things happened over the weekend and we got to talk about it all. I'm Nick Roush, Adam Luckett's here. Drew Franklin's figuring out how his ears work. I you'd think he'd just be able to use the manual ones, analog, and be able to check us all out. Um, Freddie Maggard's here as well. We've got a transfer portal opening. We've got coaches moving around. We've got uh stoops texas a&m and also a governor's cup win it was a crazy chaotic weekend the perfect way to kick off silly season which is a good reminder that you can sign up now for half price at ksr plus silly seasons upon us we're going to get silly here tonight on the ksr football podcast nick rush Freddie maggard drew franklin Adam do like it before we get to the really silly stuff the like off the wall chaotic we do need to take a moment to just breathe in and and breathe out. Just a wonderful ass whooping of the Louisville Cardinals. That was so much fun on Saturday. It was so unexpected. And Freddie, I, I'm I'm curious what your favorite part of this game was because I, it's one of those wins that I, I I saw a lot of it coming. I thought Kentucky matched up well on defense. But I didn't see that fourth quarter happening, and Kentucky defied the norm and and went out and got it done in in critical moments.
1: I didn't see a thing that led me to believe that Kentucky would win, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, I got this written down. It was a 180 game for both teams, went in the opposite direction of, you know, how they've been doing. Uh, But for me, one play, you know, well, before I get to that, I think the culture the kill the killer instinct, whatever you want to call it, has been gone for two years from that program. And we saw it against Louisville. But one play stood out to me was in the final, the final drive, and uh, the quarterback that played at Kentucky, that plays for Louisville now, Joey Gatewood, when he when the defense held him up to to run off ten seconds. That was smart football. That was coaching. That play to me, we've not really seen that from either none of the three sides this year. You know, something that small that made that big of an impact that stood out to me. And
0: look it was really a lot about just making competitive plays when it matters, right? I mean the Barry on Brown, we've we've given that guy a lot of guff. Over here, um, over the last six weeks or so, and that dude just delivered. I mean, you're in, in big games like that where you got to go out on the road and beat a top ten team. Your best players need to play well. Not only did he get that return touchdown that really added the juice there, he caught one of those back shoulders, right? Freddie's favorite play. That 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 catch there at the end. I mean, that was a beautiful throw. That was a beautiful catch, and to hold on to it while taking a shot. The the big players stood up. Um, despite maybe not always delivering throughout the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit it nail on the head there, Nick. You got to go win the game, right? It's <laughs> not The win's just not going to be handed to you. You know, sometimes it is if other teams really mess up. But you got to go and win the game. I think that's a thing they struggle to do all year in these kind of close games. And Louisville had won every close game, right? They've gotten every conceivable bounce. You could think of uh, Kentucky got a couple bounces in this game, but I think that doesn't mean anything. If you don't take advantage, I think Kentucky took advantage and when winning time showed up, Kentucky's guys made the plays. I mean, JJ mm-hmm. Weaver, you know, that was kind of the JJ we thought we would see a lot of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of show up in big moments and make some plays. Um Hustle play gets the, gets the strip, um, gets a sack right after that, gets the fumble recovery. And so I just, and then the offense you see they were able to hit and i think respond to adversity right you know i i still don't know why they kicked it to Barry and Brown uh, that's something <laughs> that just makes makes no sense to me on on any level right i mean this team struggles on offense they're the most like they've got one of the best kick returners in the country i don't know don't let that even be you know be a threat to you um, and i think that gave them life but even after that i think they got punched in the mouth there the kickoffs were a problem for Kentucky. Kickoff coverage was a problem, but they were able to respond. And then for the first time all year, in a fourth quarter, they went and won the game. And
0: you know, uh, I, I, that I was I really a the part. S- go ahead. Where they the Louisville defense forgot how to cover wheel routes on back to back plays. That that I like that part too.
2: That was a lot of fun. Well, Nick, Ron English football showed up on Saturday, <laughs> right? Sort of Jack Palmer football.
0: <laughs>
2: like they put – there was – what they go, 10 quarters without allowing a touchdown, Nick? Was that what it was there in the middle in, like, October?
0: Yeah, yeah. They were just blitzing their brains off.
2: They were playing – they played a lot of backup quarterbacks in that conference on top of everything else that that conference offers. They just took advantage of a nice schedule run and then they've kind of gotten exposed here um, down the down the stretch. <laughs> um, that I don't think that really surprises you or me based off no. what we saw la- last year.
3: I. I... I just,
0: uh, Freddie, we were sitting in the press box just laughing because every year this happens, you turn on Louisville and you just can't believe how bad the ACC is. And it,
1: <laughs> it, it tickles I'm the worst, us. I'm the worst for that, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if you look at them, look at the two teams, Louisville dodged Clemson, North Carolina, and uh, Florida State. With an and NC
2: State's good quarterback, or the better one.
1: Yes, dodged all of those. Kentucky had Alabama and uh, Georgia, so yeah, the, pretty the Strength good. of schedules were, you know, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a factor, uh, but it really was.
0: <laughs> I just love too, the 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 hack sort of sports radio bit that they do around here. Well, naturally, they went they eventually got to f- officiating complaints, but the schedule talk. It drives me nuts, it, and I I couldn't believe that worldwide Todd Harris and Eric Crawford. Well, we're over here <laughs> falling stoops to the end, and, and Eric's over here saying that Kentucky needs to play harder teams in the non-conference schedule. I'm like, oh, so they should go beat Indiana? Is that is that what's going to make them better? Is that why Louisville still lost as a top ten team in front of the largest crowd in school history because they played Indiana in the non-conference? It don't matter the, the schedule stuff. It it makes me it makes me laugh to Kingdom Come. Yeah, they, there's a difference. They're telling, they're play. telling
2: on the, they're telling on themselves when you say that. <laughs> Kentucky plays a power five non conference team, and that they, they can't beat them because it's, you know, they just have Louisville's numbers. But you're telling on yourself when you do that. That's why it makes no sense to me. Get a better
0: um, non power five non conference schedule. It's like, well, you you got to be better, Louisville, for this to
2: say. <laughs> say what you really mean. Say what you really mean. I want Kentucky to lose more games. So play, please play harder teams. Like I'm sick of Kentucky winning and being good at or being a competent top 25, top 30 football program. So please play somebody hard. Go play Ohio State, Kentucky. So you'll lose some more games, please. Like, oh. I, it just it's just silly. I mean, it's silly season, and that is silly. But every year we got to hear about the Sagarin strength of schedule rankings, <laughs> uh, and every year it's the well, same result. Mark Stoops has their number, and-, and they brought back Nick's cousin, the Golden Boy. They're they're a Golden Goose. You know, the guy they always wanted, who was going to change things, he goes 10 and one first year, and they still can't beat Kentucky. Top 10 team in the playoff hunt. Can't beat a 6-5 Kentucky team. The Kentucky just has their number, just point blank.
0: See, we, we get irritated when they bring up Sketch Talk, and they have to deal with us throwing our L's down effusively, incessantly, as much as possible. And the thing is, is at first they were like, oh, that's cute. And they were like, "All right, I'm getting kind of annoyed." Now it makes them want to crawl under a rock and hide for the 360 of the year. They cannot stand it, and even Jack Harlow is getting put in a coffin by the L's down. <laughs> Wait, is did Drew? Did Drew make it?
3: I'm trying. Do we hear me?
0: Yeah, you're, we hear you. You're hey. hey! Oh, here's the part where you come in and make fun of Louisville. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, that's easy to do. I was enjoying listening there for a little bit. Um, I don't know what was said to start the show here, but just to add on to the L's down, it is clear that they cannot take it, and it just makes us want to do it more. We said this going into that rivalry. One reason I was slightly confident in this game is because whatever Mark Stoops says in that locker room, they hate Louisville. I don't care if Kentucky is 0-11. Going into the Governor's Cup, they will find a way to get up for Louisville, and that is exactly what happened Saturday Bayon Brown was doing it to the band. I couldn't believe he did it to the band. There's this poor little chubby kid with a flute, and Bayon Brown's doing this in their face as he's walking to the field. I'm sure the concession stand people got it. I'm sure the parking lot people got it. I'm sure whoever they passed on the way into town got it. It is unbelievable how much they hate Louisville.
2: Poor Bayon caught some strays, man.
3: (laughs) But that's really – I really think that's that's a big part of why they win is – is whatever he has instilled in that Last locker day, room, in this rivalry. They hate them, and Louisville cannot match the intensity. Uh, uh,
0: there was one quote, because, dude, if you really want to enjoy their misery, you got to turn into a little bit of uh, Louisville Sports Radio on days like today. And one one quote this morning, I mean, I was in tears when uh, I heard him say, oh, here it is, oh, wow, um, uh, I'm scrolling, scrolling. Oh, there was a lot discussed today. Uh, the uh, oh no, gosh, I had it and I lost it. Uh, there is the benefit of L's up is not worth the torment of L's down. It's it's one of those things that like Scott Satterfield. Can we can we just thank Scott Satterfield because I think <laughs> there for a little bit it was one of those things where it was it was it was like kind of a cute, kind of funny thing, but it was like, all right, but that, that's a little lame. That's a little dorky. Scott Satterfield did the thing where he cried to the teacher that said, they're making fun of me and they're calling me this name. So what do we do? Hell's down in your face.
3: <laughs> it, it goes back to the schoolyard. If someone's picking on you, don't show them that it's bothering you and they're done. But if if you're, you know, if you're getting bullied and, and they're realizing it's getting under your skin, it's only going to add it on. So when they whine about Kentucky fans doing the L's down, that is exactly what they're doing. They're inviting more. They should act like we don't matter at all when we do it, but they're doing the exact opposite.
0: Ooh, Nick asks a great question in the chat. What is the best L's down in history? Um, I love the OG Boom Williams because his face is just so joyful. Yeah, uh, he's, just- he's just like – you can see all – how many teeth do we got? Uh, Justice Dental. Let's get Doc Thompson on here. I bet they know how many teeth we got. Thirty-two.
2: Sounds good. Sounds like a good enough number. Will uh, Levis had a good one when he did the stomp in the end zone. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. don't forget
3: his um. Do we count his his pull float L down with with the oh, the yeah. ex girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> if that one counts, it's probably in the conversation. In yeah. that era.
0: <laughs> oh man, remember when you had the the shirt that had just. Everybody doing L's down. It was just a collage. Uh, yeah, my uh,
3: – my, Lamont, well, that was the crying Jordan. That wasn't L's down. Never mind. I was thinking of my shirt I made before the game.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, God.
3: I love all L's downs the same, whether it be I, a player, I, a fan. How about – actually, how about Jack Harlan in the crowd? His was so crisp to all the people. I guess you all were there. Surely you've seen the replay by now. Yeah. But yeah. the kid that snuck into the student section, he had good form.
0: Uh. It, Actually, my favorite, I take it back. Before the game two years ago, I think Vito gave L's down to every single person in that stadium individually. He was walking around like it was like Vince McMahon of just L's flailing in in their face. Eddie (laughs) Grand.
2: Eddie Grand got in on the party. Oh, beautiful. We just need a Mitch L's down. Can we get a Mitch Barnhart L's down for the brand? with the top button buttoned up there
3: i will go ahead and say zero percent chance (laughs) of a mitch barnhart l's down
0: oh gosh um oh remember the lamar thomas cigars in the locker room
3: oh yeah that's when we first had a little bit of swag in the stoops era just our first taste of it
0: freddie did you uh did you ever get to – you got to celebrate a Governor's Cup win in that stadium. I'm sure that was a pretty fun locker room after 52-10, to 10, I
1: think. Yeah, it was uh, – uh, that thing got over so quick, I think. You know, celebrations was, was – you know, it wasn't that awesome. But it was just – it was a total butt whipping, which was fun.
0: The celebration was over by the time the game was over because it was it, – it took so long to tick everything off the clock. Uh, That that was the game uh, Fortner got thrown out. People forget that Luke Fortner once got kicked out of a football game. Uh, People do forget that. Uh, Right now, if you're watching on the KSR YouTube channel, Steven's got J.J. Weaver walking around, hoisting up the Governor's Cup. I wanted to mention him because you you really saw the emotions come out uh, from the coaches after the game because J.J.'s one of those guys that – me, does mean a lot to this program, and it's just I, – I think he wears that pressure uh, a little bit too much at times. And when he wasn't performing at the highest level, I, you know, he really took it hard. and He was tweeting out. He thought he let his pops down and all sorts of stuff. And Stoops had a conversation uh, before the game that said, J.J., like, just – you don't need to put this all on you. Just go out there and play. And, man, he was playing loose. He was playing fast. And he was getting after their asses like it. I mean, they they tried a bunch of different stuff. They could not slow AJ down. He had 25% of his season production in one game against a
2: Yeah, and this is a trend for JJ. Like, he balls out against those guys. Has done it every year. Had a big sack fumble last year. Should have been a scoop and score. My man should have two scoop and score touchdowns against them if he could have just picked either up. Both were wide open. He just couldn't get them up clean. But then he even had an interception, twenty twenty one, to kind mm-hmm. of start the route in the second half. So the guy comes home and just balls out against the home, hometown school Nick, and it was the, uh, you know, there was some, one off season there was some funny business going on with Louisville and him, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think, Satterfield gets hired and they try to come in and get him late, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's given it to them a few times now and. It was good to see him, I think, which if this feels like his last year. He does have a COVID year if he wants it, but he had a tough year. But to go out with a big game like that, you know, you really feel happy for him um, to have a big moment and have a kind of a senior moment for him and finish 5-0, and right? Far 4-0 against uh, Louisville in his career. Like, there's a lot of guys – I don't think anybody – no one in that locker room has ever lost to Louisville. <laughs> right, Brendan Bates is five and zero oh against him. Like I think I, I think Pete been had that on years. the on the camera. Yeah, he's been here. He's almost been here more uh, more than half a decade, man. He's uh, could be a doctor, and they haven't lost a Louisville. He's a doctor and beating Louisville. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Roush camp. Uh, and I will say, um, to, on that note, like there was press conference was up in the uh, the press box. They play Louisville sound. I, I don't know what Louisville player what it was. And he was just like. Yeah, man, I've never beat Kentucky. I'm 0-3. And it just kind of my registered like, they just haven't done that. That registered to me, like, they just haven't beaten them in a, Kentucky in a while. Kentucky just has their number, man, and you have to, I think, credit Mark Stoops. He gets this team, no matter what their current state, they come out and play one of their best games of the year in this spot. And they've done it now, for five or six years in a row. Just props to them.
0: Well – and that goes back to your point, Drew, about how they get a, – a, the, the the mental edge, the mental advantage, no matter how much Jeff Brom talked about them, the importance of this game, that mental edge, that advantage is still there in this rivalry. And when we were walking around talking about it, it's it's kind of like how Kentucky fans probably feel about Tennessee, right? That's, that's where Louisville fans are. We're just – no matter – no matter how what they think they are, right? They're 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 going to be ACC champs. They're going to play in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> Still can't beat Kentucky.
3: <laughs> yeah, unique to this year. Kentucky didn't really go as planned. So they woke up Saturday morning and thought, "All right, we can change the narrative of our season, and we can do up L's up all day. We love doing L's up. It'll be awesome." Where Louisville wakes up and they're like, crap, Kentucky's in town. If we lose this, there goes, you know, our biggest dream. And we're going to have to watch them do that L's down every day. Oh, and I'm a senior and I've never beaten them. So those are the two mindsets when you're eating breakfast going into that game. And as I said earlier, I, I don't, I mean, sure, Louisville will win eventually. But as long as Stoops is here, unless Brom injects some hate in their hearts, they're just so more fiery in Kentucky's locker room. Like um, for my Dave Chappelle people, if you have hate in your heart, let it out. That, that's what Kentucky does. They're, they're, they're not shy about walking to that stadium or when it's in Lexington, uh, mixing it up and talking trash.
0: Uh, I would like to correct you, Drew. Uh, it's not inevitable that Louisville wins again.
3: Um, it, well, that's, I was going to give him one.
0: <laughs> how, how generous of you. Um, you should be generous and try to win some more of your money, your hard-earned dollar bills, by signing up with our friends at Prospects. Prospects is the best – Daily fantasy sports way to get a little extra action on your day, whether you're throwing some coin down to try to win some dough on Monday night football, college basketball, college football championship week, bowl season right around the corner. It's very easy to play at prize picks available in most states. You just pick a few squares, go more or less, string together a few victories, and cash in big with our friends at prize picks. Put in promo code KSR. You will get 100% of your initial deposit matched up to $100. It's a great way to have a lot of fun with a lot of sports going on. I know some of you all out there were rocking and rolling this feast week, Thanksgiving, a lot of sports happening. There's no better way to do it. Daily Fantasy Sports Action Day and with our friends at Prize Picks, Freddie. before we I, – I don't want to leave the game too much, but uh, – I, I I want to go back to the defense and how they really stepped up by stopping the run, forcing Jack Plummer to make plays. Every game he's attempted more than 25 passes, it's a close one-score game. He had won three of them. They had lost another one. This time they had to put the ball in his hands, and he just made one mistake after another. It, can you explain how he ha- was holding the ball like that? And could t- I've never seen a fumble like that in all my life. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, me neither. It, look, it just looked weird on TV. I, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know it fumbled or anything. And then next thing you know, you know, UK's got the ball. So, who knows?
0: They, there was also another play too, where we couldn't figure out what happened and Luckett had the replay up and he, we thought it got tipped at the line on third down, and he just, like, dropped the football. Um, he made mistakes. But the Kentucky defense, Jawar Jordan and Isaac Grindo they were really explosive, Freddie. And Kentucky's just – that, that defensive front showed us that they really are the, the strength of that unit.
1: Well, you know, I, I wrote about it. I thought that for Kentucky to win, the linebackers had to have their best game. And – Wallace and Jackson both had 11 tackles, and then Weaver had what he had. So Mm – and then uh, to me, I mean, it was obvious who the best player on the field for either team was, and that was zero for Kentucky. So, uh, they ate up blocks, and the linebackers did their job.
0: Dion was a – a man-possessed it.
2: <laughs> Dion was great, but I thought Josiah Hayes and Trevon Ripka, like they just – they played well too. I thought that little offensive line was good coming in, but maybe they weren't as good as I thought because, I mean, ACC. they just <laughs> – They just – I thought – I mean, I thought Hayes and Ripka played really good games. I thought Silver Flash, I thought he did get some good things. Really – and Jeff Brom talked about this at halftime was pretty much like we can't run it inside, so we're going to have to bounce it, right? And a lot of those in the second half, the runs, they were just they were going up, pressing, and then bouncing um, outside and running some tall stuff and trying to get outside. And that's where they kind of found – in the run game, that was really their only success that they found um, was when they had to the bounce it. in Inside there, they, Kentucky was stuffing them, and then the pass rush was getting home, um, something we haven't really seen. Uh, yeah. While you're in. But Deion Walker was a big part of that. But J.J. Weaver had a good thing. Had a good game. Uh, and then uh, Jackson and Wallace cleaned up the trash. Wallace got the big stuff on fourth and one. Uh, Jackson forces the fumble on Plumber. And so th- I thought the defense had a good game. They were really hurt by field position again in this mm-hmm. game. Louisville they only had two long drives over I think fifty or over sixty yards for touchdowns and they were both – they needed 20 minutes of the game clock to score on both of those drives. They were both 14, 15 play drives. Uh, Kentucky's kind of bugaboo on third down, uh, bit them a little bit in this game. But Louisville – the explosive play battle, that's really was, to me, one of the bigger differences in this game. Kentucky was able to create explosives on offense. Louisville had a hard time creating chunk plays on offense, and that, I think, ended up being the difference. Because you look at the box score, Louisville had 100 more yards – but Kentucky was over. Kentucky was at like 6.4, 6.3 yards per play. Louisville was at like 5.2. So, Kentucky, was they were making their plays count a lot more because they were getting the explosive games, where Louisville was having to kind of labor to score. And even on that last touchdown, they needed four downs, and Plummer made just a heck of an individual effort. So, I thought that was the biggest difference. Kentucky, it came easier scoring for Kentucky than it did Louisville. They were really having to labor. I mean, that's kind of how – Kentucky's defense is built to make offenses do that, and it was good to see them make a good opponent do that.
0: Drew, I think you also could have gotten about 30 yards if you were Isaiah Cummings standing there on the sideline. Um, <laughs> it helps when Louisville does stuff like just leave guys without anybody on them 20, 15 yards away. Oh, mic's off. Oh, mic's off. Oh,
3: God, technical difficulties over here. I'm still sick. Everything's falling apart. I'm, I'm a mess. But uh, I want to use that opportunity, bringing up wide open tight ends and offense, to name my uh, second mass- most, val- most valuable player of the game. I don't know if you all heard it, but on the pregame show, I named J.J. Weaver the Governor's Cup MVP. They, of course, copied off my pick. And it worked. So I want to now give a second award and then ask about the future of this person. Ladies and gentlemen, Kamari Anderson, third and 10, 11-yard gain on the drive to Kentucky's first touchdown. I'm asking you, Roush and Luckett, because you're much more dialed into me. Where did that come from, and what do I have to look forward to in the future from him?
0: I mean, Luckett, when we saw him at preseason practice, he did not look like a true freshman. He's a kid (laughs) who's an Under Armour All-American, was committed to Luke Pickle at Cincinnati before yeah. uh, he bolted to Wisconsin. A big, great, a great late recruiting win for Vince Marrow. And, I, you know, it's it's going to be nice when Vince has to pick like, ooh, do we give Kamari Anderson or Jordan Dingle reps? Like, Dingle was a little dinged up this year. Um, I knew Anderson had a little bit of wiggle and was big, right? Like, he had the size to it. I did not know he had that kind of athleticism in him where – when he went sky high, I was thinking to myself, oh, freshman, what do you do?
2: Oh, <laughs> freshman.
3: <laughs>
0: I think yeah, a lot of people he, had the
2: oh-no
3: moment and then pulled it off.
2: Yeah, that was a big play in the game at the time, right? Kentucky's down 7 nothing, third and 10. They had short field. You really felt like they had to score there uh, to, to stop some of the little momentum. And He made a good individual effort. I thought he blocked really well in this game. He just passes the look test, but I think when he's been given opportunities this year, he's played well, um, and so I think he's going to be a guy that's a big piece next year. And you look, you know, we said it going into this year, but even next year, the tight end room I think is going to be in good hands. You're going to have Jordan Dingle, Mari Anderson, Josh Caddis. We'll see what Isaiah Cummings does. Right, mm-hmm. he's, he, he's going to have a decision to make what he wants to do. But they're in they're in good shape there, and that was a really it was, they, good fortune there, right? Fickle goes to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He opens up his recruitment. Same high school as Deion Walker and DeAndre Square. So that was nice, but we kind of talked about this Nick last week. Like more Detroit man. Yeah, these so Detroit just, guys hit here.
0: Cass Tech South. Let's just let's just <laughs> set up. Give somebody an office at Cass Tech High School um, that works for UK and just help them fill out their paperwork to for to admissions because those guys, those guys are dudes, absolute dudes, uh, which. I guess can segue us into a little bit of off-season chatter, because, and we'll get to the in-between with Stoops and discuss that too. I feel like that's been talked about ad nauseum, but because all of our attention now is on the portal. Look like at my phone has been just jumping off the hook today. The portal does not officially open until next Monday, um, but as Stoops said on his call-in show tonight, roster, roster construction is the primary focus. Uh, the coaches met all day yesterday to get a plan going forward, uh, kind of a who's in, who's out. Um, they met with players individually today to kind of let them know their role um, and whether, you know, Stoops is like, I kind of got to get rid of them, some of them, right? Like we're not, but that's that's kind of the memorandum of understanding you're you're operating under, and you know, I I don't think they're kicking a lot of kids out the door, but there is certainly, uh, hey. We need room. Let's let's go ahead and scoot some this way. Let's scoot some others this way. And before we go uh, attack this thing with some new players here uh, for the 2024
2: roster. Yeah, we wrote about it today at KSR Plus, which by the way got a new sale going: fifty percent off a yearly subscription. It's like I think like four ninety something a month if you break it down and then $1 a month, new user, you can sign up. So I definitely would suggest doing that right now. Um, it's crazy out here, man. Uh, <laughs> like Nick said, head on a swivel with everything going on, information overload, but we're doing our best to stay on top of it and let you know what, what you need to know uh, when following how Kentucky's going to build this roster here in the office. Season. And that's even before getting into if there's any coaching changes. We're going to be on top of that. And with the bowl stuff, we've already, we're already kind of – digging into that and what that looks like uh, but yeah that they but to your point nick uh, they 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 need some guys to leave to fill some holes right. and to add the high schoolers that they want on this team and so you're gonna see you know i would i would envision 10 12 13 14 scholarship players off this team um, leave yeah. and we saw one happen today with Jalen geiger and i think there's more on the way and that's just part of the or that's the nature of the beast right now. It's part of the deal. It's part of the business. You're going to have that turnover, and I think Kentucky might have to have some tough conversations with some guys about that. And then I'm interested, really, like what potential like super seniors do they want to bring back? Like an Eli Cox, an Isaiah Cummings, a Jataan McClain.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: guys like that. There's some guys, Alex Rayner, kicker. Zion Childress, Josiah Hayes, that didn't participate in senior days. So I'm assuming they're all back. But there's some that participated in senior day, and what of those guys come back? J.J. Weaver, we talked about earlier, he's gotten a year left. That's when the more one of the more interesting things for me is just who. what of those guys do they bring back?
0: Well, and with the COVID year, too, you've got a lot of players who, well, I've got one last year left. Let's Let's see if I can go somewhere else and just get a ton of snaps, right? Like I've already graduated or – You know, there's a lot more of that now than what there will be once we kind of get through the COVID years. Um, So it's going to be fascinating to follow. I'm sure um, Kentucky fans, you know, are keeping their head on the silver when it comes to quarterbacks. Will Rogers was a name that a lot of folks in Starkville kind of talked about him potentially ending up at Kentucky. A big name in Will Howard at Kansas State. He was in the Big 12 title game a year ago. He was the first huge domino to fall. Uh, But it doesn't even really get rolling uh, until next week when it's fair game for everyone. Um, so there's, there's a lot happening, and we've got lots of updates on KS Board. Uh, there will probably be some, some coaching turnover, even though the head honcho is sticking around. That was uh, it was pretty crazy, Drew, where um, I know we had kind of talked uh, behind the scenes about Stoops and A&M for a few days. And then it, it all got real really quick Saturday night. Were you? Did you? Were you one of those who was locked in and trying to figure out what the hell was going on, or were you one of those that just kind of like were, miss it all
3: because like
0: because it it happened so fast?
3: Oh no, I was locked in as best I could. I I was driving to Nashville as I was starting, and then I get to Nashville. And I go to meet people, and I'm just on my phone the whole time. I'm meeting new friends. Like, who's your friend over there? He's just on his phone the whole time. It's like, leave me alone. I got things going on. But when that A&M, I uh, forget exactly the way, to, the way he worded the tweet, but when he basically said it's all but done, I just kind of put my head down like this is really happening. It tried to have a good Saturday night out, ruined it, but then here we go. An hour later, Matt comes through with this. So it was just a wild roller coaster. But I did. I thought it was done when the A&M tweet said, barring you know last-minute changes, it's over. I already had in my mind – well, what's next? I tweeted a picture of John Summerall. Uh We don't have to have that discussion, but if it had, if Stoops had been gone, I would have blown that dude's phone up if I were UK. But it was uh, quite a wild Saturday night. Quite, I had a uh, maybe a recruit asking me, texting me, "What's going on?" He was pretty concerned with what was happening. So, have uh, crazy for everyone. I, I, I'm almost jealous of the people like Ryan Lemon who drank too much during the Governor's Cup and fell asleep at four thirty and woke up Sunday. Like, what? What Stoops? What? What, what happened? That would be a cool way to live it, but going he through really? this. <laughs> <yeah>, that's, <laughs> that, that's about as crazy as the two or three hours as we'll ever see.
0: Oh, man. Look, uh, and I were just posting updates, sharing what we heard. Uh, I, I knew some people, I, I had talked to some people in College Station. Uh, Some some good SEC – see, that's the thing that people don't realize, the benefit to SEC media days. We aren't just going down there and shutting down the bar at 3 a.m. We're we're networking, right? Like, (laughs) we're networking at 3 a.m., and that networking pays off when you've got Texas A&M folks uh, trying to figure things out. And I know Matt shared his side of the story from being amongst some of those folks as it was unfolding. Um, I I know – I think a lot of it is – a little bit of BoFA situation, where uh, Stoops wanted to bring some guys with him, uh, Texas A and M, and Stoops had set some some terms, and then the board of regents was like, "No, no, 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 we can't, we can't be doing fully guaranteed contracts, a la Jimbo Fisher again." So, what well, what's going on here? So, I, I think the the truth is somewhere in between those two big extremes and um the the weird part like it is like i would i was kind of with drew where this one felt more real than any of the other previous ones and i was just uh, i i was already getting my uh stoop swan song post ready we were coming up with names for the hot boards like it was it was full steam ahead in the other direction and i was preparing to live off of uh caffeine for the next uh you know 72 hours
2: Yeah, before I went out to the stadium Saturday morning, I told my wife and my father-in-law, I think, this is probably going to be Mark's – I think this might be Mark Stoops' last game at Kentucky. I really thought that because of how it happened, Nick. When these candidate stuff happen, these searches, usually you don't find out a guy's a candidate. And then when you find out late like that, he typically gets tired. Like, that's kind of how that works. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought that it was just following that path and then – how it developed for Saturday night was not I was I, I wasn't surprised but it was I, w- I will say you had the local A&M guys report it but you didn't have a national guy go on record and yeah. that was the after about 30 45 minutes then I started thinking well I don't know cuz I was working on a hotboard <laughs> I had it cooked up I had our graphics team make a nice shiny graphic that you'll never get to see <laughs> <laughs> and but that's when I, I started slowing down on that when that when that wasn't then that didn't that didn't hit I was like we didn't well, get a
0: Feldman or a Dellinger or a Thamel or any of those guys jumping on it as well and
2: so I slowed down and then in the next 30, 45 minutes after that um, Matt put put out the report that Stoops was staying so really I I, I mean I couldn't imagine what that it, what it was actually like right right yeah with all yeah. the back and forth with agent Stoops. This and that. And then Mike Elko, who they hired, is a Jimmy Sexton client. So, like, he was working both sides of that, right? You know, uh-huh. he gets paid regardless, but he was working both sides of that. And it was very, very, very interesting.
0: Can you um, just tell us your thoughts on Ross? Is that people need to hear them?
2: Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that this happened. Um, this is a guy that was at Ole Miss that. You know the, the, he like he botched some football hires down there. Like, um, you know the whole Hugh Freeze thing down there. You know um, when they had their little press conference in the bunker after he got in trouble, they didn't want to fire him. Um, like, didn't have the stones to fire him. And then something <laughs> you know then that then uh, Steve Robertson gets some gets some caught with a, a foia, and it, uh, br- brother uh, br- brother Hugh was calling some escorts. And so they had to day fire him, day, and day, then day, pay day, pay and so he made he made some <laughs> he made some <laughs> th- that happens, and then like he go, they go on a search, and he will he doesn't go and hire a coach. He just he just does the easy thing and promotes. And to my understanding, like he's a very good fundraiser, but the hiring, I, you know, I don't know, like what, like he goes to his bosses, the people who hired him, essentially, and wants to hire some guy, and it gets blown up. It's just not. It's Like what the what the heck, man? Um, you want to talk about stability? They have no stability there, well, right?
0: And that was Stoops's. He he brought out the word alignment again Friday tonight on the coaches show.
2: Um, yeah, because... I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky is king alignment, <laughs> and yeah. that's um. There's that's, I mean, it's they're Auburn with oil. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. That's what it feels well, like to well, me. There's there's eight hundred cooks in the kitchen,
0: and you forgot the cult part of it too. Where they got a, you know,
2: it, and the yell leaders. I mean, so like, weird. Could you imagine Vince Marrow and the yell leaders cheers <laughs> <No>. together?
3: <laughs> that video today where they're swaying. I can't picture Mark Stoops doing that. I think he'd be like, "Hey, listen, I'm excited to be here, but I'm not doing that. We're gonna have to just take that out of the press conference today."
0: I got to say, though, that's not the, – the funniest is when a new Arkansas coach gets hired and they've got to call the Hogs. That's all – like, by watching Bobby Petrino have to call the Hogs is the most awkward thing you'll ever see. Um, at least Elko like, – Elko had Mark Stoops
3: is not doing that right there. Because, <laughs> like, the thing is, is
0: Elko and Stoops, they checked a lot of the same boxes, but the difference is, is Elko's put up with their crap before and he's he's been their buddy buddy and he's done all the glad handing with all the boosters there and so i think that's why they preferred him is they didn't have to pay him as much and they knew that he would kiss their ass enough to make them happy
2: the the rich guy didn't want to buy a riding lawnmower (laughs) i mean essentially he's got all the bells and whistles got a pool uh you know it's got the sweet patio sweet deck just he's got a nice sports car, luxury sports car, top of the truck he drives every day. But you know, I don't want to pay the kid to cut my grass, and I don't want to. I don't want to pay a lot. Of the push. So I don't want to get a, a ride riding Lamar, So I'm just gonna bring this push one out. Keep doing it. That I mean that's what a lot, they, I mean. And as soon as Mike Elko goes eight and four, guess what's happening, Nick? Oh,
0: another coaching search.
2: No, there's a race. Oh, there's yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, not eight and four race. I forgot. $11 dollars. Here you go. Like it just. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm glad Mark Stoops is here, and I'm glad it happened like it did. But that the a and they, they were just – that was – it's not how you should operate, how that went down. Like, that's just not how you should operate. They hired the same – they hired a coach that was – I mean, they were like – if you were going to build it in a lab, Mike Elko and Stoops would kind of be in the same tier to me. Uh and they just hired the other, the other one. I mean, he has experience there, but why wouldn't you hire him to begin with if he has that edge on him? Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. Why you would know? you why would you go to Stoops if right, exactly, exactly. It doesn't make much sense. The oil money people, they don't make much sense. But the good news is you don't need to have oil money to get tickets with game time. Game time is the fastest, easiest way to get last minute tickets. If you're like Drew Franklin and you want to be up close and personal, watch the Tennessee Titans get a win and watch Will Levis. Kneel out! How awesome was that? Watching Will Levis kneel it out against the Panthers after they picked another guy in the draft.
3: I mean, it's one of the best wins of his career.
0: And you got to be no, there. It was
3: awesome. There were Levis jerseys everywhere. But carry on with our with our fun here.
0: Yeah, because game time. You can just download the app on your phone. Very simple, very safe, very easy to use. You look in the stands to the favorite game or show you want to go to, and say, "Oh." I want to sit here, let me click two buttons, and boom, the tickets are on your phone. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Just make sure you use the promo code KSR when you download that GameTime app, or visit GameTime.co, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase, whether it's concerts. Um, Here's something I like to do for Christmas, too. I like to get concert tickets, because then I can go, too. It's like a gift to myself. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's so an old cheat code, especially if you're dating too, a you know, wife or whatever. So, but if you're a young, uh, twenty-something, watching, listening right now, just go to Game Time. Put in promo code KSR. You're gonna get twenty dollars off that purchase with our friends at Game Time. Freddie, the one thing that I was a little worried about was the response and the reaction. I didn't know what the reaction might be because things were pretty ugly the week before. You have this awesome win, and you don't even really get time to enjoy it before you're jumping right in. So I didn't know how people were going to handle it. And then I turned on the call-in show tonight, and there's people just, like, calling in overjoyed, thanking Mark Stoops for letting them talk trash to their Louisville fan preacher, thanking Mark Stoops for staying. Um, I actually think that like, think that – that was cool and made me realize that, like, all right, not everybody's on the internet. Like people are people are really happy to see the coach that's that's given them so many great memories stick around for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, I think you know, we're all used to stoops, right? So change was you know, it was scary. And yeah. him him coming back, I mean it's just you know and and listen, I'm excited that he's back and I love beating Louisville but I still can't gloss over the last 2 years. Absolutely. And, and say anything that happened was acceptable. And if there's not going to be change with you know, I, I think there needs to be some serious conversations and some decisions made because you you left a couple 9-10 win seasons out there and severely underachieved in my opinion. So, happy to hear I want him to be our coach. I love beating Louisville. But, you know, there's things that needs to be fixed, in my opinion.
3: I liked hearing Matt say that the assistants aired out some stuff that needed to get corrected. So we'll see what – a lot of that's internal. We don't even know. But just the fact that they they felt now was a good time to get this out there and whatever is, you know, needs to be cleaned up behind the scenes. Discipline being one of them, I would say. Uh, maybe we'll see some serious looking in the mirror moving forward.
2: Yeah, and if you want to hear my grievances, uh, just go listen to 11 personnel. And we kind of – I laid them all out there in uh, more ways than one. And I th- right now I think we really do need to enjoy this Louisville win and look at what they're going to do roster building-wise here over the next month. But there are there is the stuff they have to fix. And we, we do need to recognize, like Freddie just said, they missed a great window. Here they met the South Carolina run that they talk about all the time, where they won 11 games in a row or three years in a row. Like Kentucky just had that window and didn't take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. They had that window to go on a run like that three year run like that. And they missed it. And so, and they're, they're in a new world where it's going to be tougher. Uh, So they've got to, there's got to figure some stuff out on the fly. And they've got to find their identity and who they are. Uh, not necessarily to me. Not even like schematically wise, even though they're trying to figure that out on offense. But like culture wise, right? Their guys with the portal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their like, guys and mm-hmm. what they be, what they want to be, and who they're about. In like the Louisville game, like Freddie mentioned, that is that that is the, their brand right there. That is how they play to win football. Play complementary football, tough, hard nosed. Um, if a team wants to fight you, you know, bring it on in between the lines, we're going to outlast you. And that's what that game was. But they, that was not something we've seen a lot over the last two years. So they've got to find that they're fighting their edge. they got to get that back. And I think that's something Mark Stoops is going well, to try to figure it, out this offseason. That,
0: that really gets to my point, too, like it where it felt like that Volvo game and the ensuing aftermath, if there's one thing that I've learned about Mark Stoops, it's that there is a stubbornness about him. And I, I think that's, that makes him successful, Freddie, is that we've seen him kind of claw back through the dumps before. And I, and I think that's why people are excited now, because you saw a team do that against Louisville and win. And you you also didn't feel the satisfaction after the win from Stoops Knowing that it there still is, a, you, you got to get back to climbing, and it starts right now with with roster construction. Um.
1: Yeah, I I can I felt the same exact way. Happy, yes, but that's that's one out of twelve, right? Mm-hmm. And the differences between what we saw against Louisville and South Carolina and Missouri and Tennessee take. Take Bama, Georgia out of it. Those are outliers. You're going to lose to them. That's a different sport. But, I mean, my God, I mean, that that did not look like the same team that I saw last week. And that's <laughs> why I was hesitant thinking they were going to win because that team looked passive. That team had zero – I don't know what to call it. You know what I mean. So it's me I, over I, wee vibes. I'm, yeah, very selfish team in my opinion. And I was happy to see that, you know, that – the Governor's Cup reminded me of the, how it could be and, and how much myself and a lot of people out there just fell in love with the Stoops ball, the bully ball, you know, that chip or whatever you want to call it. So, But, again, I'm happy they won and I'm happy he stays, but there needs to be some changes.
2: Yeah, I think it's very much Band-Aid over Gash. Like It's good in the moment, but there's stuff they have to fix. Uh, it's, and this is a critical off-season, critical month, um, and they just there's some stuff they gotta they gotta figure out and they gotta just refine refine themselves, refine that identity, refine how they Ooh, go like about building corner. a roster. Because because I
0: think that's a lot of it for me. Is it's felt a little sloppy in recent years. Or just you know it's not the kind of I don't mean to make this a thing, but Drew don't we know some up. of yeah like. The same on the other side of campus, they've, they've got some buttoning up problems behind closed doors. Like That that definitely applies to South Campus as well, where things have, where you thought was a well-fine-tuned operation there for a while ha- has gotten a little sloppy. So refinement is essential. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot on KS Board uh, because there's going to be so much happening. And speaking of, coaching carousel strikes again. Um, Shaka Cummings in the chat said he'd be surprised if it wasn't Dan Mullen at Syracuse. Well, Shaka? Prepare to be surprised, because another Georgia assistant is getting a head coaching job. Uh, it's not finalized, but Bruce Feldman he did the he did the tweet we were waiting for Saturday night. Uh, Fran Brown, Georgia defensive back coach, a New Jersey native, has emerged as the leading target, or has as the as the top target, is the way it was phrased, to be the next Syracuse head coach. I know Liam Cohen was on some shortlist there, um, but you know, to kind of add up to what Matt was saying earlier, it never felt like Liam wanted this to be a one-year gig. I think he probably has a little bit of regret uh, dipping after one year and wants to really have this offense take some roots. And it's probably a little bit of a pride factor, too, right? They played so well with Levis under his first time around. This year, things didn't go according to plan. There's been lots of talks of what they're going to do systematically to make changes, so um, the, the, the next big domino Syracuse job now closed. Um, uh, I'm expecting, even though Stoops and the big three, uh, they don't appear to be going anywhere. like we are expecting some other changes. Um, one guy, I, 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 don't have any information, but Raymond at Florida is a very good recruiter and he coaches defensive backs and he got, he got the ax today. If he wants to recruit some ball players from Florida, you know, just, I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel. There's a lot of speculation going on that I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel, and I'm also I want to just randomly tweet gifts too because you did that today and it started a whole thread on the board. So I need to <laughs> I, I want to keep doing that just to keep make sure people are on their toes this this silly season.
2: It's the part the party is only just begun. We are just in the early hours. Things are gonna get more crazy. And Wonky, and I do love Nick. You get this too. Anytime an offensive tackle enters the portal, so I'll, I'll get and, and, I, and I love it. Bring them all. Bring them all on. Let me know <laughs> of, of every player that comes through this portal. I need to know. And so it's that time of year, and trying to figure out who would who would be a particular target, or might be a specific target for Kentucky, who might not be. Uh, and it's a it's a wild time. And we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun with it. I love
0: when it's the just guys who are definitely just way overweight and can't play. And they're like, oh, he's got the measurables. It's like, I don't know, he's he's just fat. Like, he can't move. <laughs> I don't think he's going to fit here. Um, oh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, you're taking a breather, though, correct, Mr. Lockett? You're getting a little hit, hitting the exhale button here for a few days.
2: Yes, going to Florida this weekend, long weekend. Going to the Bengals-Jaguars Monday night. Oh, Down there in North Florida. Nice. Wearing your wood corner
0: jersey, I presume?
2: <laughs> I did not get one. Uh, not in the best Bengals headspace right now, not going to lie. Uh, but we're going to go give it a shot and watch some Jake Browning football uh, down there in Duval.
0: <laughs> Jake Browning football. Now, I bet you wish you had Kenny Pickett now, don't you? Bet you wish you had Kenny Pickett now. Yeah. Did you
2: book did you book before the injury or after the injury? Uh, this was preseason. This was booked way back in July.
3: Would uh, you still be making the trip if uh, Joe Joe Burrow were? That would probably. Well, no, excuse me, well, you are yeah. making the trip. Sorry, that's a dumb question.
2: Um, If we hadn't bought the tickets, I don't think we'd be going to the game. <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> Let me say that. Uh, but we're going. and We're going to have a good time. I'm going to have a – and then the Duval chants are going to be fun and the weather is – it's gonna be in the seventies that day. Uh, early reports, so like sixties at kickoff. So we're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun down there. Uh, but it's definitely gonna be different than I thought it was gonna be. Um, the No Burrow versus Lawrence. But I will get to see Luke Fortner and Josh Allen is having a hell of a season. So I am worried about him wrecking um, the Bengals' line on passing downs.
3: I mentioned this during your game, time, Reed, but there are Will Levis jerseys everywhere, everywhere in Nashville, even old Mariota jerseys with Levis duct tape are very popular.
0: that's great i number.
3: i expected a lot of them because he's now the starting quarterback rookie you know hot jersey they are everywhere it was pretty cool to see
0: well it's our first way to get back at tennessee fans uh so has he bought a
2: bar on broadway yet do we have the the levis lounge on broadway can we uh
3: touch touchy subject there i I've been under the weather, so after the game, I had to go straight back to the hotel and go to bed. And my wife went out with my friends, and Big Jeff and Chris Johnson were at the bar with them. And I have not recovered the pain. They didn't tell me until just a few hours. They didn't tell me last night. They just decided mm. to tell me. So my my is trip. It was good to see him take that knee. But I went to Nashville and drank Sprite and missed Big Jeff and Chris Johnson. So your boy's hurting a little bit.
0: Big Jeff is in Jeff Fisher.
3: Jeff Jeff Simmons. Our, uh, our one our one star player right now when Henry leaves,
2: but I'm not sure how excited Titans fans would be to see Jeff Fisher running. I would be thrilled.
0: <laughs> I would want to see him in some oversized sweatsuits. <laughs> Freddie. I bet you got a couple of them old oversized sweatsuits suits lying around <laughs> somewhere, real baggy things, you know.
1: Nah, my family comes when when if they if if they ever come to visit me. The first place they go is my closet, so I, lo- I lose all my good stuff. They steal it from me.
0: <laughs> oh, you're too generous, Freddie. You're too kind. Well, up on deck, aside from the transfer portal and all the silly season stuff that you can follow along, at KSR Plus, sign up now, 50% off, one-year annual subscription. Sunday's bowl selection Sunday. It is. Um, I, I'm not going to get – I'm, I'm trying to, like, pre – it's like it's like when I watch college basketball at the beginning of the year, I tell myself don't get mad at the refs, and then there I am an hour in just fuming because the officials are terrible. I'm telling myself not to get mad at the way that the Selection Sunday works, but I'm going to get mad again because they're going to release the playoff, and then it's going to take, like, three hours before we know where anybody is because they can't all get on the same damn page and just roll them out like the NCAA tournament. It's very frustrating – it's very annoying, but we've already got a good idea of where Kentucky's probably going to be uh, playing postseason football this year.
3: You all excited to make that trip? Never been to
0: Charlotte. I'm going to eat so much mayo. I'm going to eat all of the mayo. It's it's going to be bad for my health. I can't wait. I love mayo. love Duke's mayo. I love it so much I named my kid after it. That's what I'm going to tell them <laughs> so they can give me more mayo. And then uh, – you know, like, at Charlotte, it's pretty great. Like, if you all if you all haven't, it's kind of weird because it's two days after Christmas. So, you know, maybe uh, the game's at 5.30. You can get direct flights out of Louisville probably the morning of, uh, 5.30 kickoff, and then stay a day or two later. Either way, like, it is a great city. Everything's really centrally located. So, um, I'm fired up to make that happen so long as uh, we don't have any – shenanigans at the 11th hour like Phil Fulmer pulled a few years ago.
2: Yeah, expect the unexpected. Uh, both selections, show. Uh, don't be surprised. Even last year, Nick, we didn't think Iowa would be the opponent, and then that ended up happening. And so we'll see how it goes, but it does seem like Charlotte is the safe bet for Kentucky at this point. But we'll have to see how everything breaks this week. And even – we've gotten, like, early reports that ended up not being true on these things, so we really, you really just kind of have to wait it out yeah. uh, on this. But if I had if I had to put a wager down, I would bet on Kentucky being in Charlotte for the Duke's mail bowl.
3: Nick, you'll be dad of the year coming back with all that swag with his name on it. Remember <laughs> oh, they give yeah. you all just Duke's everything. He's going to think oh, you're the coolest.
0: Looked at, and he, he knows how to spell his name now too, so he's just going to –
3: D-U-K-E.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. He's going
3: to love the little pin and the media badge, whatever you get, maybe a hat.
2: What are uh, you going to tell him about Duke basketball?
0: Uh, it's a bridge we cross later. Um,
2: uh, what if Kentucky um, plays Duke in this game?
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be <laughs> weird. Because, like, I, I've even had – I had one moment where I was yelling at Duke last year during a basketball game, and he got very confused – You Screw know, you, Duke. The, <laughs> the son's just over there crying <laughs> in the corner.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, oh man. man. Yeah, so, uh, it, but it's going to be an ACC team. And Mark Stoops, I don't think he's lost to an ACC team since Georgia Tech in that first bowl game. I mean, we don't even need to count Lamar Jackson. He's not an ACC player. I mean, they shouldn't be able to count him. So, um, Stoops has their number. Should be a fun time. In Charlotte, he was talking about Dion lobbying to play offense, lobbying to play tight end. I need, I need refrigerator Walker back there, Freddie. We need to get Dion the ball at whatever cost offensively, because that will make everybody's bowl trip worthwhile to see Mr. Walker playing some offensive football.
1: Yeah, he's just a, he's, he's tremendous. He can play anywhere.
3: We'll see it all
1: one if more time. I, hold on,
3: wait, wait, wait! I have breaking news. Vince oh. Merrow just replied to a tweet about them swaying yeah. in the press conference like we were talking about earlier. I feel like we have to include this since we talked about it. Yes, yeah, that's true. Sure. Do, do you see this, it? What he? Someone said, no wonder Stoops said no, and he just replied yes.
1: Yeah. So They're is, doing... Vince,
3: is Vince confirming that the sway at the press conference is why Stoops didn't go? Because I told you he would never do that.
2: They're doing the Aggie War Hymn, which is like their song. And then in the crowd, they all put their arms around each other and they sway back and forth. Um, and so they did that at the press. That's like they're like calling the hogs, like Nick said. And someone asked, is this why Stoops didn't go? And Vince Merrill chimed in. Not sure how he got a hold of this tweet. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> not Black, tagged yes. in it. He's not yeah. tagged
3: in it. He said yes. I love it. I love Vince confirming our speculations from earlier in the show to end it.
0: Man, I- as much as it would have been great to be a fly on the wall, to hear Mark Stoops go to College Station and fire Bobby Petrino, uh, I'm I'm really glad we still got Vince around, just for all the reasons, but especially his Twitter. His Twitter account is, it's a mine. I, I love it so much. I can't get enough of it.
3: Whew. There and we go. Now we know.
0: Now we know. Confirmation. Aggie wore him. They're out. Uh too far. It's too
3: much.
0: Oh, we're gonna have more than eleven personnel later this week, but more then, big time basketball game coming up Tuesday night. SEC-ACC challenge. We'll have rapid reaction here on the KSR YouTube channel. Jack Pilgrim will have some sources say uh, Zach's got a new show called Floppy Action, which I just that's better than Show Me Your Tents. It's the it's the best name thing we've ever had with Kentucky Sports Radio. So lots of great stuff happening right now. We appreciate you all joining us for the ride. We appreciate our friends at Justice Dental, title sponsors of the KSR Football Podcast. Visit them at justicedental.com. Book your appointment today. Get in and visit our friends, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Justice. Thank you so much for everything. Go Cats and uh, go Kroger.